0: Hello and welcome to the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes and
1: I'm Kenzie Benali.
0: Well, following the high at Stamford Bridge last week, Saints are brought back down to earth with a one-nil defeat away at Leeds. Rejoining us is Dean Hammond and Adrian Kajumba. Uh, Dean, not the most exciting game, was it? And just just one vital moment deciding it.
2: Yeah, you sum that up right, really, Steve. It's um, yeah, not exciting as as last week, um, but I think you could see. There was a game plan from from Southampton. I think they were trying to be solid and, and disciplined and, and frustrate um, Leeds and look like they are probably set up to, to take a point and would be happy to, to take a point. And you can kind of understand that because of the three points they got against Chelsea last week. Four points from the two games, I think, is a, an excellent re- return. But obviously, you're, you're, it's a bit of a gamble then. If you set up that way, you lose a goal, and then it's difficult to build that momentum to try and create chances and get back into the game. A um, bit of a non-event first half. Leeds, probably the better, time, better team, had a few half chances. Um, and then in the second half, I thought Southampton had control, really. Good moments of possession, good periods of possessions as, as well. There was a moment where they had... I must have had 20, 30 passes, really, where Leeds couldn't get near them. And I thought, OK, and then maybe building something here, a bit of head of steam. But no real chances, to be honest, and no real openings for, for Southampton. Didn't carry the same threat as they did last week. Um, so there'll be disappointment there and, and frustration. And, and Leeds, of, of course, will be the, the happier team. I think, again, some individual errors on on the goal that was conceded. Some players, where they if they look at it and review it, would know they could do better or would do something different in that moment, just didn't react to the situation, didn't sense that that danger. And once you're 1-0 down, it's difficult then to, to get back into the game. So frustration, really. But the positive, I could see the attempt and the game plan of what Southampton were trying to do, really. Trying, probably just trying to get a point and then come back um, and, get, and play the FA Cup game during the week. So disappointment from the players, but um, I could understand what they were trying to do.
0: Yeah, Adrian, what did you make of the game? Was it just a case of two teams desperate not to lose?
3: I think um, Dean just used the word that sort of came to my mind at full time was frustration, really, because when the goal came, I think Southampton were just uh, having that sort of spell in the game where they they weathered maybe what Leeds had to throw at them in the first half. Leeds all came out with a sort of an intensity and intent. They were kind of hassling and harrying the way you sort of would expect a team to play at home in a game like this with a new manager as well. Um, so I thought, you know, Saints did well to kind of see that through. They're you know, just starting to quieten the crowd and, and really sort of gain control with, with Romeo Lavia in the middle and James Will Prowse. And, and I thought, you know, if anyone was going to score maybe at that point, not not because particularly Saints were creating loads of chances, but just because the way the momentum had, had maybe changed as the game had gone on, I thought maybe it would be Saints who were going to get that goal. So it was a very frustrating lose the game but to concede yeah. when they did. And, and of course, to concede the type of goal they did as well in the end.
0: Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent.
4: The bottom two clubs in the Premier League going head-to-head with 15 games to go in the season. actually finds Suleimana Nonto comes back in the race of the mini mes with their pace to battle with each other. And it comes out to Armstrong. That's great play. Gets it past one in the box. Tried to show the goalkeeper the eyes. And he got it all wrong in the end, but his first touch, Stuart Armstrong, to take himself into the penalty area, away from Luke having was lovely. Sulemana so turns brilliantly, then skips away from the defender, Berber. Suddenly he's over halfway, sees a great reverse pass to Onoachu, 35 yards out, decides to shoot, and Melier can only parry it, even though it didn't have a lot of power, from 25 yards out. Nonto will deliver it right-footed, in swinger from the left-hand side. Takes a short one, everyone groans, Harrison will cross it to the back post, Bazunu punches not very far, volley comes in from McKenny. it's over the bar! He couldn't get over the volley enough, and it's come off the top half of his foot. Ayling and Bamford combining again, (laughs) going in towards the edge of the D, Saints have got to be careful, Bamford turns, falls over, looked way too easy for me. How he went over, Leeds fans are groaning, but seriously, that didn't look like a penalty. Leeds, trying to get the pressure on Saints now. They've made the attacking change with Rutter on the pitch. Somerville's on as well, he has it on this left-hand side, to Harrison, and that's brilliant to Firpo! Oh, it's got for everyone! And Junior Firpo has scored for Leeds United! Leeds try and break down the far side again, and Somerville hasn't found Walker-Peters, this could finish it, Somerville wide! It remains 1-0, but there's 45 seconds left. Harrison's gone round Maitland-Niles, holding it near the corner flag, and that's it! Leeds win their first game in 11 matches in the league to go out of the bottom three. And for Ruben Sellers, it's defeat in his first game in full-time charge.
1: Yeah, Dean, you referred to the first half as a bit of a, a non-event just a moment ago. Really not too much to write home about, was there? But a few moments defensively where we really weren't too convincing.
2: No, I mean, I just, just touched on it there. Leeds were, came out and, and put pressure on Southampton. They were on the front foot. Um, they played with a high intensity, that energy that... Um, Leeds have um, and, the, and the players have within the team. Every time a Southampton player got it, there was a Leeds player in the, in their face and and that created errors from the Southampton players. And so then Leeds were having the ball in Southampton's half, trying to get crosses into the box. No real opportunities, but lots of crosses. Leeds were getting players in one-on-one situations, getting their fullbacks overlapping. So Southampton had to defend and they had to dig deep, but there were moments where a bit more concentration on the, the the clearances were needed. Um, there were some misjudged clearances and mistimed headers. sooner came out a couple of times where maybe shouldn't have done and stayed on his line. But Southampton rode their luck really, and like Adrian's just touching. You think then Leeds are kind of going to run out of steam, and 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 Southampton did settle into into the game, especially in the second half. But the first half, you would have to say Leeds were the, were the better team. But there wasn't much quality within the game, especially in both boxes. There was no real moments of magic or creativity from, from any player on the pitch today, which was unfortunate. Um, but Leeds did put pressure on Southampton. And Southampton weathered the storm. You know, a little bit of luck on occasions, but they did weather the storm. They had that togetherness. There was some a couple of blocks, um, well-timed tackles. But a little bit more composure that we saw last week that Southampton had just wasn't quite there in the first half, defensively and in attacking-wise, that when we did win the ball back, could we have had a bit more quality on the break, a bit of a better decision with, with a pass, a bit of a better decision when a player had one or too many touches and tried to take a player on where a, a pass could have been a, a better option. And that invited pressure because Leeds won the ball back and then there was another cross coming in, and then a second phase. So Leeds were on top, but at half-time at nil-nil at Ellen Road, with Leeds having a new manager, um, I think Ruben Sellers would have been reasonably happy knowing that Southampton would improve in the second half.
0: Adrian, early in the second half, Bamford went down in the area, no penalty given. What was your opinion on that?
3: A bit of um heart-in-your-mouth moment, when you, especially when you watch the replays as well and you, you see the Jan Bednar, it did sort of hang his leg out there. But again, looking at those replays, it kind of felt like he, he did wave a leg, but he planted it into the ground and it was more a leg that... Bamford sort of rolled over and, and around and, and went to the ground rather than sort of being a, a proper challenge to say that Bednick went and went in for and, and missed time. So I think it was the right decision in the end that the referee came to.
1: Well when the goal came, Dean, it went the way of Leeds. What went wrong for you there?
3: Well
2: it's those those small the small details that we we spoke about quite a lot this year and I wouldn't say they're individual errors, but I think the players if they had the moments again, would do something slightly different. I think that once the ball is in the corner, uh, the Leeds player should never be able to get out there. The two Southampton players, he shouldn't be able to turn his body around and be able to try and play forward. That would be the the first thing. I don't think Diallo then um, is aware or is ready that he expects the ball. The Leeds player gets in front of him. Uh, If he's on his toes and he senses that danger, that's what I mean. You're... When you're in that position and you're defending, you've got to almost expect that something's going to happen, even if it doesn't. You go the other way. I think Diala then is kind of switched off and he's unaware, so he he reacts too late. And then you have to... It's difficult, but I think you've got to question um, Jan Bednarek. I'm not sure what he's doing. Once the Leeds player cuts back inside on his weaker foot, he's got to react and he's got to try and put some more pressure on the ball. Now, personally, I think he's a little bit worried about maybe a deflection and scoring another own goal again because he's had experiences of that. So he's just trying to stand tall, but he kind of twists his body away and doesn't really make any attempt to block the ball. And then is Bazunu is he is he unsighted? I'm not sure. Or does he just not expect the strike? Does he expect it to go the other side? I don't know. I think there's moments in there that were the three players there, Diallo, Bednarak and bazunu I think they will expect to do better of themselves and that would be the frustration for me you can accept losing a game from a wonder goal from a wonder strike but when the left back is cutting in on his right foot really with no pressure not getting a lot of power on a shot from seven or eight yards out there's a couple of questions that need to be asked to to be honest and it'll be the disappointment because like we said in the first half savanton had had seen those moments out, not with great composure and great quality, but they had seen them out. And if they'd seen that out, they would have came away with a valuable point today, which you could argue they did deserve, but you could argue they didn't. Um, so just the small detail, individual areas that you'd look at and go, I could do a little bit more there. I could be a bit more aware. I could be alert of danger and just clear the danger and then regroup. So yeah, just unfortunate.
0: There was a real lack of clear-cut chances today for Southampton. Adrian, what what didn't go right for the Saints in the final third?
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I'm just going back over the, over what did happen in my head. There's probably sights of goal rather than clear chances. First half, I think about the one that Stuart Armstrong had from the James Walker crossfield pass. Um, there's a Bella Kochap header at the end. Obviously Theo Walcott went through at one stage. Suleiman had a little sight of goal as well in the first half. So. You know, they're not clear chances. I think when you have a game like that and, and there is a lack of sort of creativity chances, I guess you have to point to um, quality uh, decision-making being reasons behind that as well. I think the way the game panned out as well, I think maybe maybe changed the, the, the approach from from the team and from, from Ruben because Willy Nanto was causing a real problem um, for, for Leeds. And it, it seemed that there might have been a slight change of shape midway during the first half where focus sort of almost shifted from Saints being in that kind of four-two-two-two shape and maybe going to a bit more of a flat midfield, pulling Stuart Armstrong and Elianusi out wider. So maybe that sort of changed you know, the numbers Saints had in central and sort of wider areas, um, sorry, more attacking areas to, to cause problems and create chances. Um, and obviously, again, when there's a game like this, maybe you have to give credit to the opposition as well. Leeds' midfield were good. Um, you know, it was, it was a good battle there because I thought Romeo Lavia and, and James Ward-Prowse as well sort of more than held their own. But you know, Leeds obviously did a good job as well at stopping Southampton's players from creating opportunities. As well. So you have to give them credit for that.
0: Well, let's get the thoughts of the manager now. Here's what Ruben Sellers had to say after the match.
5: Well, I think uh, when we talk about the, uh, before the game, we talk about to give us the possibility to perform in our highest level. And then if we perform in our highest level, we can win the football, a football match. We can win today. And it didn't happen. We were uh, we were not uh, not near in the pressure. We allowed them to play in front of us to find the lines of passes. So we end up defending too deep, much deeper than when we would like. And uh, we try to adjust, but perhaps it was a little bit too late. And then in the end of the day, uh, we need to have more control in possession. We didn't find the lines, and uh, the game was a little bit uh, a little bit disappointed for from all of us. Uh, but yeah, we know it's f- football. Uh, the fit can happen. Uh, we can lose football matches, but uh, we need to try to keep our identity every time on the pitch.
2: Do you give some good lessons that you can take out of this to, to work on this week ahead of the,
5: the next week that's coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Also, for us, for us as a team, we need to we need to find better triggers for, for the boys to perform. Uh, we need to find better positions to then to apply that first pressure to protect the, our own uh, our own goal. And we need to give us a better opportunity to play in possession, and especially when we win the ball. Uh, perhaps the message was not so—it's not uh, not clear enough. I, I need to rethink really about if it's some of the things that uh, we had in the week uh, needs to be a little bit more direct or communicated in a different way. Was the manner of the goal a little bit frustrating? Because there was
2: maybe a couple of opportunities to have dealt with that a little bit better.
5: Yeah, absolutely, it was frustrating because I think it's a. Uh, i think our strength is to to make the last step and uh, we allow uh, too much in that action to be too close to our to our own goal and it's uh, a behavior that we need to review but uh, i think it also uh, it was uh, in the line a little bit of, of the game when we we were not uh, making the last step uh, we didn't show levels of aggression and we allowed that because we didn't control the ball in possession we were uh, playing too long too direct into our to our strikers, uh, and we should have more control in those situations. We should read the pressure. We, we should have more calmness, and we should continue working in the process because the work in the last two weeks has been fantastic. This week they have been working fantastic, so we also as a technical staff need to re-analyze the situation and see where we have fa- when, where we have failed and find some other solutions.
1: Well, looking ahead to next weekend, then the Saints return to Saint Mary's Stadium to take on Leicester. Dean will come to you for your early thoughts ahead of that match.
2: Well a big game. Big game, Kenzie, it is. And um I think Leicester are in the mix of this as well. Um and they're under a they're a bit under a bit of pressure. They've been very, very indifferent this year. Um they're better since January. They've made some signings that has improved them. Um so it would be a, a difficult game. But it's a game that you know it's Ruben Sellers' first home game as manager. And there will be an atmosphere at St. Mary's and the fans will be buzzing. They'll be full of energy. They want to create an atmosphere and Southampton let's be honest about the last two games. Would we have taken two points? I think we would have done. So we're a point up really. The three points at Chelsea was brilliant. The disappointment is that we've not been able to back that up today way at Leeds where I think a point would have been achievable. Um, so it's a big, big game and every game is big now. Is it 15 games left, 14 games left? Every game until the end of the season is a cup final for for Southampton and for for the players. And this is the next, the next game, really, against a team that are not full of confidence, that are not winning games, that are not scoring as many goals as they should and not doing as well as they should with the squad they have. So the pressure is on Leicester. Southampton, they can play with that intensity, play with that confidence and that composure in, in possession and create a few more chances, commit a few more bodies forward and we'll be able to cause Leicester some problems. So a big game, but a game that Southampton can win and they definitely can.
0: Yeah, Adrian, as Dean said, they're an indifferent side. They're six points ahead of Southampton, but in 14th. So is this a, a good opportunity to, you know, make up some ground on those teams that could potentially be breaking away?
3: Yeah, it is massively. And I think every sort of game that Southampton have like this between now and the end of the season, they really have to do, look at them, those sort of opportunities to to reel in those teams that are above them rather than maybe relying on others to, to do the job for them. Um, we, we mentioned Leicester and how close they are to sort of, Danger areas of the Premier League, if you like. They are inconsistent. Um, they've had a little flurry of wins recently, but now two two back-to-back defeats. So I can't imagine that confidence is going to be sort of flowing uh from Leicester. So yeah, Southampton at home. One of those teams that are near them, so they have to be looking at that as a massive opportunity next week.
1: Adrian Dean, thank you. A pleasure to have you with us as always on Saints Live and the final whistle. And of course, thank you to the fans for tuning in and watching and sending in those comments as well. As we've mentioned, the Saints welcome Leicester to St. Mary's Stadium next weekend with a later kickoff time of 5.30. So we'll be live from 4.15. Do make sure you join us then. Bye for now.
0: See you soon.